Let's pray. Father, just thank you for this day. Thank you. This is the day we remember what you did for us, Jesus. The suffering that you endured on Friday, your death, your time in the Sabbath rest, and then today, your resurrection. And I just thank you, Lord, that you are the risen God, the one true God, that Jesus, you proved who you were when they got to the tomb and found it empty. You are the risen Lord. We praise you and bless you for that. Amen. Amen. So I want to begin my message with a song and then speak on some things that I've been thinking of as we go through these times of uncertainty. Some of you have heard this song as I played it on previous Resurrection Sundays. <coughs> Excuse me. It's one of my favorite songs for this time of the year. It's a song that was written from the perspective of Peter, the apostle. It's called He's Alive, and it's written, written and sung by Don, Don Francisco. So enjoy this. Gates and doors were barred and all the windows fastened down. I spent the night in sleeplessness, rose at every sound. Half in hopeless sorrow, half in fear the day would find the soldiers breaking through to drag us all away. Just before the sunrise, I heard something at the wall. The gate began to rattle. Voice began to call. I hurried to the window and looked down into the street, expecting swords and torches and the sound of soldiers' feet. But there was no one there but Mary, so I went down to let her in. John stood there beside me as she told us where she'd been. She said, They've moved him in the night. None of us knows where The stone's been rolled away Now his body isn't there We both ran toward the garden Then John ran on ahead We found the stone in the empty tomb Just the way that Mary said But the winding sheet they'd wrapped him in Was just an empty shell How or where they'd taken him Was more than I could tell Something strange had happened there, but just what, I did not know. John believed a miracle, but I just turned to go. Circumstance and speculation couldn't lift me very high. Cause I'd seen them crucify him, then I saw him die. Inside the house again The guilt and anguish came Everything I'd promised him Just added to my shame it Was when at last it came The choices I denied I knew his name Even if he was alive It wouldn't be the same 
suddenly the air was filled with strange and sweet perfume Light that came from everywhere drove shadows from the room Jesus stood before me with his arms held open wide I fell down on my knees and just clung to him and cried He raised me to my feet and as I looked into his eyes Love was shining out from him like sunlight from the skies Guilt and my confusion disappeared in sweet release And every fear I'd ever had just melted into peace Today, as we celebrate Resurre Resurrection Sunday, we celebrate a defining moment in the history of the world. We are living in a time that when it is over, hopefully, it will also define how we live in the future. Jesus has been and still is the most defining man ever to live and walk on the earth. The history of the world is, is defined and divided by his time on earth. We have BC and AD. And I believe we are living in similar times now. We have our own BC and AD. BC, before COVID-19. And AD, after defeating it. We are still waiting for that. Many other things were defined and divided at this significant time in history that we celebrate this weekend. Thursday was Passover, Friday was Christ's trial, flogging, crucifixion, death, and burial. Saturday was the Sabbath. Today, I wanna to look at the significance of what happened on this day, the Sunday, Christ's resurrection. If there'd been no resurrection 
then Jesus would have been just another madman amongst the many who had ever lived on the earth. Instead, it shows he is the Messiah. But before we look at his resurrection, I want to start with three significant and amazing facts of his death. The death of Jesus is the end of one era in history, and his resurrection is the beginning of a new era in history. It is a real crossroads time in the history of the world and of God's people. And I believe that we are living in similar times now. The first thing is God created the world in six days. At the end of the sixth day, God had finished his work. Jesus was crucified on the sixth day. His last words on the cross, according to John 19:30, were, it is finished. He finished his work on the sixth day. Secondly, when Jesus said, it is finished, the curtain in the temple was torn in two from top to bottom. It separated down the middle. It marked the end of one era where man had been separated from the presence of God and so had to offer blood sacrifices in the temple. Jesus became the ultimate blood sacrifice. His sacrifice was the beginning of a new era where man had direct access to God and the blood sacrifices were replaced with the Lord's Supper or communion. The remembrance of his death by the symbols of bread and wine that could be done anywhere and at any time, privately in the home or corporately in larger gatherings, wherever and whenever man wanted to do it. Just like we did last Sunday, each one of us in our own homes, but celebrating communion together. The third thing is that at the creation of the world on the seventh day, the Sabbath, God rested. After Jesus was crucified on the seventh, seventh day, the Sabbath, Jesus rested in the tomb. But then came this wonderful day that we celebrate today, Resurrection Sunday. Let's read the account of this as found in Matthew's Gospel. Matthew chapter 28, verses 1 to 10. After the Sabbath, at dawn on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the, and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the woman, do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So the woman hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly, Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. 
I want to pick out three significant defining and dividing changes that Christ's resurrection brought about in the history of the world. Jesus rose on the first day of the week. It was more than just another sunrise taking place that Sunday morning. It was the most, most significant sunrise, S-O-N, rise in the history of the world. The Son of God rose that morning. Jesus Christ, the light of the world, rose on that first day of the week. When God created the world on the first day of the week, what was it that he created? It was light. Genesis 1, 3 to 5 tells us, And God said, Let there be light, and there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. At the dawn of this new era, once again, the light of God was displayed on the earth on the first day of the week. The light of the world, Jesus Christ, was resurrected on the first day of the week. And his resurrection brought about a new separation of light and darkness. His resurrection brought about a separation between those that walk in the light of Christ from those that walk in the darkness of the devil. There is no twilight or gray area when it comes to who we walk with on the earth. If you don't choose to walk in the light of Christ, you automatically walk in the darkness with the devil. You have to choose to walk with Christ. It is a decision that you have to make personally and individually. Secondly, Christ's resurrection not only brought about the end of the blood sacrifice and the introduction of communion, as I said earlier, but it also brought about a change with regards to the day of worship. Before the resurrection, the Sabbath, the last day of the week, the day on which God rested was the day the Jews worshipped God and rested. It is a holy day to the Jews. The resurrection took place on the first day of the week. And among the Christians, it's become the significant day of the week. The emphasis changed from observing and living under the law, keeping the Sabbath, temple worship, observing the festivals, etc., to living in the grace of God, celebrating Christ and remembering all that he had done every day. With a particular emphasis on the first day of the week, the first day of the week became known as the Lord's Day. John 20, 19, on the evening of that first day of the week, when the disciples were together with the doors locked for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Acts 20, verse 7, on the first day of the week, we came together to break bread. Paul spoke to the people, and because he intended to leave the next day, kept on talking until midnight. 1 Corinthians 16, 2, on the first day of every week, each one of you should set aside a sum of money in keeping with his income, saving it up so that when I come, no collection will have to be made. Revelation 1:10. on the Lord's day, I was in the spirit. And I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet. The first day of the week has become a significant day for us as Christians. Thirdly, Jesus' work on earth finished with his death, resurrection, and ascension. 
But his disciples' work on earth only began at this time and continues through us, his present-day disciples, until Jesus Christ returns. When the two Marys saw Jesus for the first time on that Resurrection Sunday, a significant thing happened. A hint of what we are to do is shown here. In Matthew 28, verses 9, the beginning of verse 10. Suddenly Jesus met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him, clasped his feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, do not be afraid. Go and tell. They worshipped Jesus. He commissioned them to go and tell the others. We are still to do these same two things today. It is the commission Jesus gave to us. Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. I'm sure we know this. We've heard it many times. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus, the man, is no longer at work on the earth, but now we, his body, the church, is at work on the earth. But we don't do it alone, we're in our own strength. Romans 8, 11 says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who lives in you. We have the Holy Spirit living in us to enable us to go and tell, enabling us to be his disciples, those who carry the good news with us wherever we go. So what's so significant and defining about Resurrection Sunday? As I said earlier, it's the defining moment in history. Jesus goes from being a madman or a possible prophet of God to being the magnificent Messiah of God. What does all this mean to us? Firstly, we have to make a personal choice to step out of darkness and to walk in the light of Jesus Christ. Secondly, we are to come and fall at the feet of Jesus Christ and worship him and him alone. Thirdly, we now live in, in and under the grace of God and not under the law. And fourthly, we are now the ones commissioned to do the work of God on the earth. We are to go and tell others about Jesus Christ by the power and the leading of the Holy Spirit. In these times, we are not all able to get out and go and make disciples, but we all have the means to reach out to others and share the love and joy of Jesus Christ with those who don't know him. We can share the joy and hope that we have. We do not fear death because we know this life is just the beginning of eternity. And we know where we are going to spend eternity. Just as Andy's dad today has gone from this life to be in eternity with Jesus, it is something we all can look forward to. We have an opportunity to share the love, joy, peace, 
grace and salvation of Jesus Christ with those people who are unsure and may be afraid of the future. Will we come out of this time of isolation and social distancing with a greater hunger, hunger to see people come to salvation through Jesus Christ? Or will we go back to how it was before? My prayer at this crossroads in history is that we will all be more like Jesus and have a deep desire to reach out and get to know those that do not know him and share his love, grace, peace, joy, and salvation with them. He is risen. I want to finish with this question. Will you choose today to live in the power of the risen Christ too? Will you choose today to live in the power of the risen Christ? Now, if you're watching this online and would like to know more about receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please go to our website and drop us an email and we will get in touch with you. Amen.